0: Hi, my name is Jonathan Darty, and I'm the founder of Gateway to Freedom, and I used to be addicted to porn and sex. Gateway to Freedom is our workshop for men who want to overcome any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. It's conducted over three days in a safe, private setting with professional counselors and experts in dealing with sexual brokenness issues. Now, space at each workshop is limited to ensure the highest quality of personal attention, and the workshop is available throughout the year in several locations around the United States. Hundreds of men over the years have found hope and healing through Gateway to Freedom, and I believe you can too. Our next workshop is coming up December 6th through the 8th in Texas. You can register by calling 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or by visiting BeBroken.com. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with Stephen today, who's sporting the uh, nice sweater. Hey, it's in cold. It's cold. cold know. Yeah, of course. They you scared know. me. They said it was 33. Yeah. yeah, and I know that all of our our northern friends are just laughing. Yeah, at yeah. Us, but it's, in San Antonio, that's cold. It, it is. It means that uh, fall has fallen. You know. There you it's go. Here. But uh, listeners, I I just want to say thank you again for being with us for. Uh, those of you that have come alongside and supported us, we're always so grateful for that. Um, we're also grateful for those of you who contribute in other ways, contribute through prayer, contribute through sending us notes of encouragement, yes. uh, contribute by sharing with us maybe some uh, topic ideas that you want us to cover. We're just grateful for all of you being part of this um, this yes. work together in this community together. I would encourage you, if this is maybe your first or second time listening to us, um, hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast catcher you are using, because that way you don't have to search for us. Anytime we upload new content, it'll automatically come to you. So that's another way, too, to then let others, um, as our subscriber base grows, and certainly if you're willing to even give us a review on iTunes or anything like that, that helps to expand the reach.
1: Yes, thank you for that.
0: So, Stephen, we are going to talk about things that we have seen pretty consistently right right in other words basically you're gonna you're gonna tell us that you are such an amazing guru in this space that when you hear that a man has a sexual <laughs> addiction you're gonna tell me that you immediately know three facts about that that's man.
1: it and why things pop into my head the way they do it's on, only god knows but, but i have been thinking about this. What do we know about a guy that has developed a sexual addiction? So 20, 30 years of porn or flirting, whatever he's doing, extramarital affairs? Um, what can you immediately assume about that man? Mm-hmm. So because like I think life is full of patterns, and people are very patterned, and the language they use, the behaviors they do, if you just watch those patterns, you can make some assumptions. About the person, mm-hmm. so, so, I got three ideas that I want you to think about. If whenever you meet a guy and you know he's all gnarly wrapped up and intertwined with sexual behavior and escaping in secret and all right. Because what does a sexual addiction mean? It means I, I have to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here partially, but I want to be somewhere else. And I'm thinking about the last place I was at or the next place or, or what I'm going to do in the next few minutes. It's like you're consumed with not being here. Mm-hmm. So because of that, there are three things I
0: know about. And I, would just, I would just add to this. Um, certainly, as we have these kind of discussions, there could be many other things that are also part of this, but these are like core, right? That's these are right. things that we right. know are core to <clears throat> That you're going to
1: see, you know, 90, 100%. yeah, I, would I was going to say 99. We've never <laughs> met a guy that doesn't have these three things. <laughs> these you know. three things. So, and yes, there's lots of other pieces that factor in, but, but number one, I have this thought when I'm talking to a guy that is all messed up in sexual addiction, you don't like yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't like yourself. And so then let me just sort of, sometimes I just say all the thoughts that are in my head that go with that. You're not okay alone. Right. You're not okay when you're just with you, when you have free time, when you could be creative or you could be restful or you could go do something that would really, you know, bring you pleasure. And I'm talking about in a God honoring sort of way. Yeah, healthy pleasure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or our create like our creator create. You don't like you very much because you never spend time with you. You don't enjoy you. And I, I don't mean just you. I mean that space where nothing has to be done. Right. Right? There's nothing you have you're home alone or you're traveling or or there's just some quiet. What is what do sex addicts do?
0: Yeah, I think it's the irony to me about this, Stephen, is that you 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 hit it on the head in the sense that a sexual addiction is all about escape, right? I think addictions of any kind are of that way, but I think a sexual addiction is you're trying to escape, you're trying to you're you've got all kinds of fear and shame related to, you know, Connecting and bonding and all those kinds of things. And so uh, you've learned patterns to deal with whatever anxieties or triggers. And and so you've got this idea of escape, right? Sexual addiction is all about trying to escape. The irony to me is when you succeed, you realize, I don't like where I've escaped to. In other words, you're Mm. saying... The guy who is now by himself alone, for whatever reason, he's, you know, he's by himself at the house or he's on a trip or whatever, you would think that, hey, the promise of sexual addiction is now fulfilled. I'm alone. I've escaped. I'm disconnected. And yet there's an emptiness there, right? There's a sense of, okay, I got the very thing that I'm pursuing in a sexual addiction and it's not satisfied i'm like actually terrified to be alone or i'm but i
1: got away from me you're
0: saying i got away from everybody and, and also I'm
1: escaping because i want to i'm going to keep building what you're saying and make it clear right because i like to escape and so when i'm alone i escape mm-hmm. right but then i don't like where i am you said yeah and, and so what well, it's
0: building. almost like it's almost like then pursuing those things that will ensure that i actually can escape are the very things that then come back to where I look in the mirror and I go I don't like myself.
1: Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, for all the escaping and the habit and the So it's kind negative. of like
0: there's, you know, it, there's no sense of um, purpose and fulfillment in that. And so so it almost it's almost as if it confirms the very things that I'm trying to escape even in myself. You know okay. what I mean? And and maybe that's hard to convey a little bit over a you know, radio program or whatever. But the idea that when you say I don't like myself or this person doesn't like themselves. Now, I can identify that with that very, very personally, because that was so true of me in my addiction.
1: But is it It because, you know, you don't like
0: what you develop when you escape? No. But what I'm saying is, is even those things that you develop, then it's almost as if it points back to the things that you have sort of secretly known or deficient in you anyway like um for instance when we talk about shame lies a lot right. right yeah well you know one of the shame lies that i believe was okay if anybody got behind the facade they really wouldn't like me and i was basing that on all these things that i was doing cuz they'd say hey see he really is a fraud he really doesn't tell the truth he really and yet the the reality is i'm living behind that wall and i'm going i'm back here and and i don't like yeah, me, you know? <laughs> so.
1: no, that's good. I don't like me, and I don't like what, what's here. And so the question becomes, when did you stop liking you? Or mm. how come you never started liking you? Or what's wrong with liking you? How
0: come you don't like being with you? Why Man, is that's it so- a great question, because I think there can be all kinds of factors to that, right? Right. As soon as you said that, the first thing that popped into my head was, I think I st- started to dislike myself when the the duplicity of my life began. in other words when I started building a secret that caused a division where it's like I have to I felt like I have to pretend if other people are going to like me. So that means there was some sense of lack of a sense of worth and value. And I could be, I could be liked and loved just for who I am, not for something that I'm doing.
1: Right. I have to build something that makes Mm -hmm. me valued. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not enough. So I can,
0: I can probably point back to that probably preteen starting to feel like I've got to impress other people in order for them to like me. And that I think started to erode any kind of sense of I'm okay with embracing me and I'm okay with, you know, with, me
1: yeah and you know as we're talking about this is really interesting because folks we only have three little lines the whole talk is based on three lines and we're going to develop them these thoughts in front of you so if it's not perfect oh well we're not you're not okay we know god okay he's our friend but but then it's like uh, when i compare me to you and i'm little and i see that wow you can play a musical instrument or you can fit Figure out math problems really fast, or you read your books faster than I do. And when I see, when I do this comparison thing, then I usually come up short. You're taller. you the girls like you. You're you're you don't stumble with your words like I do, or what, whatever, whatever. Or even
0: if you flip it the other way, and you almost and and you're saying I am better. Than everybody else, there's still a dislike of self in that I believe because you're Mm. inflating ego beyond what it was really designed to be. In other words, the super arrogant, the one that is always then thinking in their own minds, I really, I really am better than everybody else. I'm smarter than everybody else. I'm more talented than everybody else. There's still an emptiness in that. Yes, there's it's a false sense of self. Uh, liking yeah, or loving
1: you know in my mind about 10 percent of the people are like that 90 percent of the people don't like themselves and, and and act like it
0: well and especially we're talking here about somebody who's developed a sexual addiction right right we know that there's a ton of shame right. connected to a person yes. who's developed a full-blown sexual addiction so i think within that we're yes. far more likely to find the person that finds their deficiencies rather than over inflates their abilities
1: well, and I think when we're growing up, our definition comes from our environment, right? Our mom, or dad, or the kids around us. And if you had a harsh environment, then you doubt yourself more versus mm-hmm. if somebody's pouring love into you and going, look, we're all... Weak. We're all fallen. We're all broken. We're all sinners. So, and let's so just... let me
0: turn it back on you. Like, if, what, what about you? When did you?
1: I was thinking about that when you were talking because you know when you go deep, I have to go deep too. And uh, <laughs> Dad, gummit, Jonathan, you're going to make me think here. Uh, but and that's why I just answered the way I did because. I think I'm the slow kid, okay, growing up, right? I'm not the fast kid. So I'm watching the fast kids, right? You got musically talented people. You got math brains. You got people mm-hmm. that can read books really fast. You got you got the people that dress really nice and their parents own big businesses and they have name power. It's like, I'm like just, uh, when I look around, it's like, I'm less mm. than anything around me. I'm
0: less. So that started making you think uh, average isn't good. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, not
1: there. I'm not even having, no. It's it's them. It's high and low. There's only two. There's no average. I'm, and so, and so for you not, in
0: your mind, what that started to create in terms of I guess shame and this idea of I don't like myself is if I'm in this lower tier, there can't be any anything really good about me in that lower tier. Is that kind of what you're? Cause, well, because no, to me it's this is so all funny because this seems like a value statement to me, right? I don't like myself. So I'm saying there's, yes, there's I don't yes. value myself. But there's
1: a lot of experiences and story. There's a lot that goes with that, oh, yeah. right? But w- what I realized is I always thought of myself as different. Hmm. And so then I decided to hang around the kids that were different. I and, mean, and
0: in your mind was different equated then as like strugglers, and... strugglers. That's what different means. Okay, so,
1: whoever was struggling, I could be their friend. Okay, because I was like them.
0: So you felt a value connection. To that, those other strugglers. In other words, you're like, I can, I can be accepted, or I can be considered quote normal around. Right, right, around yeah, the yeah. I can right? be okay, yeah,
1: because there are people in no direction's really good. Yeah, I'll tell you a story. When my daughter was about six years old, I got lost, and I said, I've got to go around this block, and I kept going around. He said, she said to me, Dad, we've already been around this block. She's six <laughs> years six, old. Huh? She's standing right next to me on the front seat, you know. Well, She must have been younger than that because she's she's right there. And she goes, Dad, you have to go further. Dad, you have to go further. And I'm going, I'm just, you know, I'm a real uh, sequential, like, pattern. And I'm doing my little patterns, and I can't get to the place. And this kid's been here once, and she knows this is wrong, Dad. She <laughs> didn't know how to get there, but she said, Dad, this is, we're, this is wrong. It's like my daughter has a very fast brain. Fast processor, right? Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, I, I say that that's a comparison story. I just, that matches what I said earlier, right? And so the whole idea is, okay, if I can hang around with people that, that somehow need some insight, I learn patterns, and I can teach them patterns, and I can help those people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the best answer I can come up with right now. Okay, yeah. but, but the point is, how did you find a way to like yourself? How did you use whatever ability or talent you had instead of escape?
0: Yeah. So you you want me to give my answer to that? Yeah, I, mean, I'm, I didn't we're know if just you were going posing back and forth a rhetorical No, question no, no. I mean, that's the point. I'm telling you how I coped with being me. So so recovery was huge in that. And what I what i have I'm firmly convinced of this because I believe it goes all the way back to the beginning of creation, and that is that uh, identity ultimately has to be affirmed from outside of us. Right. And ultimately, the one who has the 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 largest say, the most powerful, the most authoritative say, and that is God. Yeah. So as part of my recovery to be able to then finally understand the affirmation and acceptance and even admiration that God has for me as this broken, mm-hmm. sinful, divided creature right. began to restore a sense of self that was healthy and good. In other words, I think I mentioned it on previous broadcasts, where we've talked about similar things like this, is that prior to my recovery and really understanding what is my identity from my creator's perspective, yes. I would be terrified of ever being alone for all the things that we've been talking about here, yeah. for the, the dislike, the shame, but also for the fact that I had built such a pattern of alone was always unhealthy for me. Alone meant I was going to do something stupid 100% of the time. And so there was a lack of a uh, sense of even being able to trust myself with myself. As recovery. That's a great
1: line. I couldn't trust myself with myself. That's just chaos right there. Right? Yeah.
0: And so recovery and really beginning to understand and experience the embrace of God and the fact that He says, Hey, I know you're a broken, messed up son. I know oh. you're. I know. And yet still being fully embraced in the arms of God. I started to realize, I, I, don't, I don't have to do all this mm. performance. I don't have to do all these things to try to impress people or even try to impress myself. Mm. And letting that love really kind of go deep into my bones as a beloved child of God, then it's like, whether alone or with people or whatever else, it's like, I'm, I can be okay with me. And And with that being said, okay with me doesn't mean and now it's okay for me to just go do stupid things or go to. Right. It actually okay with me meant desires in me were actually changing. Where when I'm alone, I go, I don't have the desire to want to do self destructive behaviors. Right. Anymore. And I don't
1: have to run away from and, me and escape.
0: And the reason that and I want the listeners to really hear this who are really maybe struggling in the throes of sexual addiction. Uh, there is a direct correlation, at least in my experience and what we've seen in other men, there's a direct correlation between when we get identity, right? In other words, when we know yes. our value. Yes. Guess what? You start to live as one who is valued.
1: So, say it again. When I get my When value, I understand
0: my value that God yes. has placed on me because I'm made in his image. Yes. Then I begin to live as one who is actually valued. In other words, when I'm, when I'm operating out of this idea of I don't like myself, that means that's right. a value statement, that my value in my own eyes is low because I don't understand the value that I have in God's eyes. Right. So therefore, how do we treat worthless things? No. We treat them like trash. Right. So I'm going to treat myself like trash because I don't have very much value. Now this isn't about like self worth, like self esteem. Like, hey, just pick yourself up. By we cannot pull ourselves up to the value that God has placed on us on our own. No, right. We can but when we recognize that. that He Himself has elevated us to this place of value that's worth dying for, then I go, hey, I'm not going to junk this piece of incredible uh, work. You know, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to trash this body or this mind or this. Does if that make he sense? He likes
1: me. Maybe I could start liking me. Yeah, and out of of understanding that like, then
0: I'm going to treat myself as the valued prize that he says I am. That is good.
1: So I wrote a few thoughts down here. I want to make sure I read these. But if you don't like yourself, you don't have any peace, you don't have any rest, you don't have any joy, you just run. You run away. You don't take care of yourself. You don't grow yourself. Right? You escape. Mm -hmm. You can't be alone. You can't be Okay. You can't do the things that a boy was supposed to do play and laugh and sing and dance. Right? You you can't, that can't be a part of you because if you're alone, you just scare yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. You don't like yourself. Number two, your marriage is weak. So I'm speaking to the guys in a marriage relationship. who've now fully invested past the dating and the performance and the social presentation of I love you, I love you. We're so alike. We like cheeseburgers together. Happy ever after. We're so the same. You like Diet Coke. I like that. Oh, we're so (laughs) the same. But then then you stay in that same relationship for five years and the relationship is weak. Well, it's pretty obvious after we did the first part. Mm. If a guy doesn't like himself... Is he going to hang around like somebody else? If he doesn't know himself, is he going to hang around and learn somebody else? If he hasn't slowed
0: down? You know, that immediately makes me think of Ephesians 5, where we're being given these instructions for husbands and wives, right? And it, it talks about husbands, where it says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. But then a little bit later, it says, he who loves his wife loves himself. Because he says, he doesn't trash his body, he takes care of himself. And so it's, it's making a correlation of exactly what you're talking about here. If I have essentially sort of trained myself to, to devalue and I'm not understanding my identity and I've b- developed all these coping mechanisms that are unhealthy and essentially at the core, I go, I don't, I don't like me. I'm not going to be a good lover of someone else. I'm not going to be able to know because we're told. I don't know love. Even in the right? great commandment love your neighbor as yourself. Well, listen, I don't like myself. How am I actually, I don't have anything to offer. So it's going to be weak. And I would say this even applies to the single man. So we understand this. It may be easy to see this picture in marriage, right? If you're going to have a weak marriage, I would say the way this plays out in a single man, in terms of what we would know is true about him. And this kind of idea is, is you, you're, you're weak in your commitments. In other words, you, you don't, know how to really follow through on a promise <laughs> mm. you know you don't know how to really build strong friendships i mean you know i've seen this before over the years if we ask a guy that comes to the gateway workshop and say hey who's your best friend these guys don't even have Oh, right. they can't even build strong friend. you know there's your relationships across the board are going to be weak it's true
1: it applies outside the marriage too yeah right you're not deepening your dialogue with men maybe you're busy maybe you're doing stuff You know, I heard this guy say once, uh, we go golfing every week and sometimes twice a week. But I don't know them. Mm -hmm. Because when you're golfing, you have to concentrate on your game. And I never ask a guy another question about himself, his family, his kids. Right, yeah. I said, oh, my goodness. And there's some validity. If you're competing, that's one thing, you know. (laughs) but this is a guy that's golf for 30 or 40 years mm-hmm. and he doesn't know yeah the people that's exactly what you're talking about we can be together
0: and do something but I don't. we can be busy and it gets back to that idea of escape right we don't we we don't pursue Ooh. connection so yeah. i don't like myself therefore that automatically is going to translate into weak relationships across the board because I believe that, and this may sound weird. I don't want it to sound, you know, like New Agey or anything. But I do believe that when we have a healthy relationship with ourselves, yes, then we can have healthy relationships with other people. It's kind of like, you know, you 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 hear this every time you travel on an airplane, right? If the oxygen masks fall, right, and you have somebody that you need to assist, put your mask on first. In other words, you have to be well enough to then help this other person. And I think the same can be said in in terms of relationships, right? If I'm not pursuing wellness in my own being in my own life, I don't have anything I'm not gonna really be able to connect well with. So now
1: flash into the joy song, you know, Jesus, others than yourself. Yeah. And I think, wow, should I brush my neighbor's teeth or should I brush my own first? (laughs) Should I take care of others first or should I, you know, take care of me? Yeah, if I take care of me, then I can take care of you. But it doesn't work. That's jio. <laughs> <You know, that's laughs> <laughs> but you get it. I would right. always think, you know, should I wash his clothes and not mine today because that's so selfish. Right. You know, should I, you know, cut his grass and not cut my own grass because mm-hmm. that's that's everything is about the other. Everything is about the other. It's like, but well, wait a minute, the father. You know, this I love the story of Jesus, the well, the woman at the well. He sat he sat with that woman and talked about her life, right? And somehow there was a bonding and she got nurtured and there's some oneness story in here that's very powerful. And he took care of her, right? And he told her, Hey, don't don't keep doing all that stuff. You know, you're looking for somebody else, but you're not taking care of you very well here. Could you shift your inner program a little bit? So you take better care of you. Mm-hmm. instead of running around so someone who's going to take care of me who who's going to love me who's out there
0: huh. and even jesus modeled for us what that healthy self-care was like because it said that he often withdrew to lonely yes, places that's to pray right. that's right so it's like he was making or they sure got in the boat
1: and let's go to the other side and i go hey they're not done all healed on this side uh come come back come back right. Get, over. you're supposed to heal everybody right no, he had to take care of himself. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the last one is you don't like yourself. Your marriage is weak, and number three is you're emotionally underdeveloped, emotionally immature, I don't know how you wanna say it. but Stunted. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you don't know yourself, and you, you're not building with somebody else, right? You're coexisting, you're roommates, and your wife is saying, I'm kinda of lonely, uh, could we talk, uh, could I tell you about my life and my struggle, oh no, no. You know, why are you doing that? Just trust Jesus. And, you know, well, I, come on, suck it up, buttercup. What, what is mm-hmm. this? You know, because I don't want you to see me. I got to block you out. Well, that's that immature skill. When when you get in a relationship,
0: we're, we're humans and we're on a mission. And, and I, think, we're growing. I think this is the one that underlies deeply the first two, right? Because if I don't like myself, I've got a lot of, a lot of shame thoughts, a lot of shame lies, and false identity. Do you understand? yes. And then, and then if I don't have healthy relationships with others, it means I've I've either never – when I was a kid, it was never modeled for me. I was never drawn into a relationship or whatever. There's all kinds of factors. And I think this e- idea of emotional stuntedness or emotional maturity is underneath both of those. Because mm. the idea is I, I really do believe – you've taught me this so much over the years that, you know, when we – When we talk about uh, life, we can have all kinds of ideas, philosophies, so to speak, about life, Mm. but where life is ultimately lived from is the heart, right, Right, which is our emotional system. Yes. And so the idea is you can have you can talk all day, you can have information, you can create formulas, you know, in terms of behavior modification. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, where you actually live your life from is in this deep emotional place. Yes. And so I would submit that this is where the most of the work has to go on, right? And that's
1: I like that you said emotional system and heart. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's a great way because what is the heart, right? It's a process of love and being loved and receiving love and being filled and viewing and valuing and, and detaching from the false identity and the shame and picking up truth that sets you free, mm-hmm. right? That's the heart. And when, he said, when it says the heart is wicked and corrupt mm-hmm. and evil, it means you got a lot of bad stuff program running in there. Yeah. Is that right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yes.
0: And now now the trick here, Stephen, is with our limited time left, we've said that number one, these three things that we know about a man who has got a sexual addiction is he doesn't like himself, he's got a weak marriage or weak relationships, right, and he's emotionally stunted or emotionally underdeveloped. Yep. So what nugget of hope <laughs> you're Can so like you Can, can't just tear them down and leave them <laughs> i mean some of the psalms just end unresolved right but uh, i'd like to give some In hope pain, yeah uh,
1: so look let's get one thing straight anybody listening is on a growth mission yeah right you don't listen to this if you want to stay the same right so if you listen once you're starting growth if you listen more than once you're pursuing growth right mm-hmm. and and y- you you can't die the same and introduce new ideas and concepts and materials, right? So why do we go to church on Sunday? Every Sunday, once a week, we better get back there and hear a message of encouragement, right? Yeah. Because we're spiritual beings and we're, and we're flesh, right? And we're trying to get the whole system to work well. So I would say, no, you don't have to do anything else. Think about the question of why you... Don't like yourself so much. I, we did a lot on that question, and I hope it was an introduction to you to go, when did I stop liking me? Can I start liking me now? If my father loves me, even though maybe earthly pain came and defined me, if I use my spirit, then I know great things. And great things, the promises to be set free.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listeners, and we're here to help you travel along this path with all kinds of resources that we have in our ministry. And so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please reach out to us at puresexradio.com. Or of course, you can even hit us up on Twitter at puresexradio. Again, we're grateful that you've been with us and we look forward to seeing you back here again next time. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.